Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Nicholas Franson, and we are going to be talking about therapy in a bottle. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean alcohol. It means looking into the possibilities of homeopathy for helping to speed up the discovery of of what's holding you back. Because one of the big complaints that I get from a lot of, of folks is, man, I just can't figure out what's holding me back. I can't get to those memories. The hypnosis isn't working. The meditation isn't working. I don't know how to get there. Is there something that can help me move through these mental, emotional blocks? And Nick Kulis is bringing things from Switzerland. And it's very fascinating. A lot of people think of homeopathy as being kind of like another woo-woo potion that maybe it doesn't work. And maybe you've tried different homeopathic remedies like Bach flower remedies or maybe some of the Boyrin um, or Highlands remedies. And maybe you've seen mixed results. But the interesting thing that I find about Privia Naturals is that they're working on an energetic level with the homeopathy. And it's something that could be going alongside of working on your overall total health, but also it can go so deep that it can go after some of those physical symptoms that you've been to every darn doctor for and no one can figure out. I find it fascinating. The longer I've been in this game, you've probably heard me say this over and over again, that I do think that there is something to this energetic business. And if the homeopathics can be created specifically to unblock subconscious psychosocial emotional stuff that's creating physical symptoms, by all means, let's do this. And if it's blocking how your ability is to move forward in life and, you, and you've been and you've spent all the money on different places, if this is something that can help you, dang it, might be worth looking into. Now, Nicholas has a fabulous story about his son. Definitely want to hear that. And I, and I follow up on it at the end of the podcast. So you gotta, you gotta listen to the end to get the whole story. But fabulous podcast, super interesting stuff. I'm trying out the Privia Naturals products on myself right now. And I'm in the process. It takes about a year. And so far, so good. I've uncovered some very interesting things. You'll hear about that in subsequent podcasts. So let's introduce you to Nicholas Franson. Hey there, health junkies. Welcome to another episode of The Health Fix. I'm excited today because I have Nicholas Franson on and we are going to be talking about trauma, psychosomatic illnesses, lots of subconscious blocks and things that I see in my practice all the time. And really, it's taken me a while, but I'm really realizing how much these sorts of things are really big roadblocks in our ability to heal. So Nick, welcome to The Health Fix podcast. Janine, I am super excited to be here and I'm ready to talk about all sorts of uh, interesting and intriguing things. Well, one of the first things I like to always ask folks, because it's it's come as a journey for me to to really realize that we can create a lot of our own illness. And I don't want people to think about it as being like it's a bad thing that we're hypochondriacs. But I've, I, you know, I used to think as a doc, like, oh, I'm a doc and I fix things. But now I've realized, no, wait, it's a partnership. It's not a me fixing. I, it's, it's a partnership. So how did you come to this industry? How did you realize that, wow, all these psychosomatic things really have a connection to 
to thoughts, subconscious blocks, all those things. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so I actually started out um, my career in the pharmaceutical industry and uh, was doing some sales for, I won't say the name of a particular pharmaceutical company. And uh, I was doing pretty well. I had a son who uh, at two got one vaccination. Um, within a couple of weeks, he had lost all eye contact. He wouldn't answer to his name and he just disappeared. He was later diagnosed with autism. And uh, we went to the pediatrician at the time. And uh, the pediatrician told my wife at that time, uh, look, he's going to be violent. He's never going to walk. He's never going to talk. And you're going to have to put him in an institution. Here's some antidepressants for you and some for him. Whoa. So that was kind of the start of my journey into the and sort of the natural realm <clears throat> at that point. I began at that point transitioning into a, 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 a company that I began to work with out of Canada. And they were using some unique homeopathic remedies that had come out of Switzerland. They were designed to treat subconscious patterns of thinking, like really deep programmed sort of things, things we learn as a kid, like the world is supposed to run like this. And if you don't fit in this particular way, you won't fit into the world or your body needs to look this way. And if it doesn't look this way, it's not okay. So there's lots of these little program things, right? Mm. And these particular remedies they were designed to treat some of these old subconscious blocks and trauma-related injuries because that really causes deep subconscious programming as well. And so they began at that time to sort of test me and uh, with these remedies, and I had some great experiences. We can go into that in a little bit. But that was sort of the beginnings of me understanding how trauma, uh, certain learned behaviors, even inherited behaviors can really program our minds in, in a way that's not in our best interest. Oh my goodness. The programming is deep. I've realized the deep in this one here, my goodness, you know, I, I look back and, and, and realize that a lot of the things that we don't, and, and this is something that I found with a lot of patients, we don't realize like how much we like sponge off of our family, off of our, even our friends and who we spend the most time with and how, how much of an impact that really does have on us. So that's fascinating that there's a connection with programming and homeopathy because I have not heard this before. And that's why when I, I was, was asked about having you on the podcast, I was like, well, there, here's a twist I haven't had before. And, and I'm excited to learn from you. So, so tell us, tell us more about your experiments that you had with the different homeopathics and, and programming, how it related to, and what kind of experiences you had? Well, I was first tested and we use a kinesiology based test. Um, we use what's called an arm length reflex test. It's more of a kind of a German sort of thing. And they, there's 28 remedies in the product line and they designed to treat different emotional conditions. And we can talk about how these all evolved in a minute. They tested me for, uh, they call it MV to number eight, which was isolation. Now, Janine, I grew up on a potato farm in Idaho. I had a great family life. I didn't have any other problems really, you know, besides, you know, wrecking a motorcycle and, you know, stealing stop signs and a few different things like that, as you do kind of out in a rural area, because you, you're kind of, you, you're, challenged with uh, keeping yourself busy. Uh huh. I did not have anything that I could relate to the word when they said isolation, but I thought, okay, well, I'm going to, I'll try this. Right. Uh -huh. So you, within the first two weeks, I had a dream, 
Now, one of the biggest side effects of these dream of these remedies, Janine, is vivid dreaming. Okay. So they said, watch for the dreams. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I had an old memory. And this was almost as if it was a replay. And I saw myself, I couldn't have been, you know, eight, nine, 10. I saw myself going outside, walking over to the baseball diamond to go play with a couple of my friends. And they started making fun of me. And I saw myself turn around and then go over and play on the monkey bars with someone else. I woke up and I was like, I don't think I've thought of that incident since it had actually happened. And so this was just the beginnings of sort of uprooting some old trauma, some old behavioral patterns or old thinking patterns that were deep inside. And that's why, you know, people say, well, what about meditation? And what about, you know, um, dream boards and, and imagining and visioning? These are all great things. But to those people, I say, bring what you have and let's see if we can't add more. Let's see if we can't take you deeper to where you want to be. And we're talking not just uh, people that want that have had trauma related, but you know, high achievers that are like, I'm, I'm not happy with where I am. I know something's blocking me from getting where I want to be. Often it's something very deep subconsciously. And we can tap into that with these specific remedies. That's fascinating. It's almost like hitting like the speed up button because I'm going through the process myself. And, and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm still in the process of a lot of unwiring and, and trying to really get to what you're talking about, seeing where where this, you know, in your case, isolation for me, you know, there's other things of like abandonment, you know, pleasing, people pleasing, things of that nature. I'm going, you know, we go back, I try to do the hypnosis stuff. I cannot figure out where it came from. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that loop where they're like, all right, I'm doing the work, but I, I want to know where it came from. I mean, at least in my opinion, I would kind of want to know. Some people say it doesn't matter, but I, I think if you can get back to that, it can give you a little bit of perspective to move forward. So when we look at, when we look at how are these subconscious blocks formed? Let's look at that first of all. Mm -hmm. All right. Cause there's really three main ways. Trauma. Mm -hmm. We know that when one goes through trauma, there is a forced altercation in brain chemistry. You get a manipulation of neurotransmitters and hormones that can permanently put the brain into a cycle of thinking that can be negative. You've heard the term neurons that fire together, wire together, right? That's how we create habits, good and bad patterns of thinking are no different. It, they are no different. So the first way we, we, we get these subconscious blocks is we can go through trauma and it doesn't have to be a rape or a sexualization. It could be the death of a loved one. It could be the breakup of a marriage, like a divorce. It could be uh, problems between mom and daughter. It could be a lot of different things and it can be varying. Like one person, it could be real extreme and the other person, it could be not extreme, but it will cause the same sort of thing because everyone's got kind of a different threshold of you know, where they, where they sort of lie. So that's the first one is trauma. The second one learned behavior. All right. This is, this is really important because beliefs that are taught to us when we're young or in our teens, or even as an adult, we have the ability to accept them or reject them. Okay. Let me give you a, a couple, an example. Um, there was a individual that I treated for a little while, uh, 
had an eating disorder for about a decade. It was pretty, a lot of bulimia, uh, anorexia, pretty extreme, lots of cavities in the mouth. I mean, suffered a lot from this. And in this case, she could pinpoint the exact time it started. She says she was on a track team. Um, she was getting ready for a track meet, stepped on a scale, and the coach said, oh, you're two pounds overweight. Now, she could have said, oh, you're crazy, coach. Get out of here or whatever. But in her, it was like a light switch. Oh, I'm two pounds overweight. How am I going to get two pounds off? And then this spiraled into uh, behaviors that created a, a lot of binge eating and anorexia and body image issues. So this is a learned behavior that if we accept and believe and take it as our own, it becomes a subconscious program. Mm -hmm. So that, so we've got trauma, we've got learned behavior, and then we have inherited. So we love our parents. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but we, we get good things from them, which we are grateful for, but we also inherit some of their tendencies, right? So let me give you an example. A study done by uh, Rachel Yehuda um, uh, in the New York area who tested with uh, Holocaust survivors. Oh, wow. She found that the children, the children of Holocaust survivors had a higher incidence of PTSD and anxiety than did other Jewish counterparts, parents whose children did not go through the Holocaust. So this proves that we have the ability to pass on to our ancestors certain learned behaviors and tendencies. So those are kind of the three main ways that we can create some of these subconscious programs. Oh, I mean, they all make sense. And and when you really like anyone who's listening right now could probably resonate with one story or the other or all of them for that matter, which which makes up this very interesting soup of why we do what we do, but also the ailments that we tend to have. So I want to know, going back to the isolation remedy, what ended up happening with you with that one and what what happened next? Well, you're really getting you're really getting deep on this here, Janine. So um, so I went through the isolation remedy. The one thing that I want people to understand is this therapy is not it's not quick. OK, we want people to go on to our remedies for about a year to a year and a half. The therapists that use our remedies, they'll say, Nick, we can make six months of progress uh, that normally would have taken us three years when we're doing talk therapy and we're doing these, the Ruby med remedies at the same time. So I went through the isolation thing. That particular remedy was about three months worth about nine months, Janine. Uh, some really strange things started to happen. Uh, like I said, I grew up in a, relig a religious home, uh, good, good background, good, everything. Right. And it had served me well until I was about 35 when I was taking these remedies. And I felt great about my religion, who I was. Never would I have questioned how I was raised or what I had learned since then. And there was this uh, meeting that would happen every Saturday morning. And I would go to this meeting just regularly. It's just something that I did. It's fairly early in the morning. I got up one morning to go to this meeting. I got in the car. And it was like a voice that spoke to me and it said, what in the hell are you doing? And, I, and this kind of shocked me because I'm, I, I had never, ever questioned that what I was doing had a right or a wrong or it had a other purpose than 
what I felt was good. I turned off the car, went back inside, went back to bed. (laughs) And then over the next few years, really, started by this little catalyst, I began to sort of break down some of my religious ideas um, that, and my religion is still very, my faith is still very important to me, but it's much different than it was before. It's not quite full of the rules and the regulations and the do's and the don'ts. It changed me at such a core level that it was, it was probably one of the most life-defining moments that I've had, all caused at about eight or nine months by these particular remedies. Interesting. Interesting. Now, of course, I mean, folks know that, that you, you know, this wasn't magic, you know, this has to happen over time, but some folks do think when they think of homeopathy and, and working in, in that realm, they do think of it as being kind of magic or they kind of think of it as like, what is this really? So I would love for you to kind of explain to folks your version of of how you interpret homeopathy. Cause I've said it before, but I like how other folks say it too. I like to yeah so this is fun we can get into a little bit of the science for those that kind of like to understand homeopathy came in around about 1798 by the man by a man by the name of samuel hahnemann who was actually a medical doctor and a professor at the medical school in germany and he began to discover that he could have a significant healing response with dilutions of herbs different tissues different flowers plants whatever it might be so what he would do is, is he would do experiments on his students. So let's say, for instance, you know, wherever you are, you reach out in your garden, you pull out a, a particular herb, we're going to stick that in a bottle of water, and we're going to let it sit for a couple of weeks. Okay, we call this the mother tincture. Then we're going to go and we're going to take one drop out of that. And then we're going to put it in a clean bottle of water. Then we'll take one drop out of that, put it in another clean bottle of water two times, three times, four times, 10 times, 10 X. That's why you see some of these different dilutions. We're essentially diluting the mother, the the mother tincture. And what begins to happen is it creates an electromagnetic signature to the liquid. Mm -hmm. And that's how it really works. And this has been proven by um, in the 1980s by a man by the name of Jacques Benveniste, where his data was published in nature and it caused a whole, huge uproar. He was, you know, discredited, but this, these, these experiments have been reproduced hundreds of times where he could show he took basophils, right? And basophils are an immune cell. He could degranulate them, which causes basal cells to degranulate, release things, cause an immune response essentially with diluted versions of various substances. So this helps us now understand that you know, the body just doesn't work through a hormone that locks onto a receptor, tells a cell what to do. There's other ways of that. It actually works. And these dilutions create an electromagnetic signature. This has all been, been proven now. And that is what communicates with the cells or the body to heal or to do different things. That's an excellent, probably the best explanation I've heard of it. Plus, plus the background with, with Samuel Hahnemann being the like father of all of this or grandfather, however folks want to look at it. I, you know, for a long time, I would look at these dilutions, right. And I, and I would be like, okay, 
how can something very small have such an impact? And and you had mentioned with the mast cells. So so basophils, guys, basa, basophils are white blood cells. Mast cells are what create histamine reactions. Our body signals histamine as it's a signal molecule, which is cool because histamine, it, we think of it as being bad. Like everyone's like, oh, I got it. You know, I, I'm inflamed. I have a bug bite. But actually, histamine has a good side. So I want you guys to think about that in, in, a, in a positive light. So with the different homeopathics, Let's fast forward to now working with your therapy in a bottle here yeah. and, and talk about how the different remedies that you guys are using, what are they, you know, give us, give us a kind of <clears throat> breakdown of different ones, different kind of scenarios and, and, and give us like kind of the, the scoop. Yeah. So the method was created in Germany about 20 years ago. Um, now it's been there for quite a, quite some time. It's a very well-known therapy. Uh, there's eight books written about it. Uh, we've got about 300 articles. We even have 11 clinical studies. Cool. So this is not just, oh, you know, this is pie in the sky, fun for stuff to talk about. There's actual really real data that the, the German and the Swiss company have done for this. It began with a doctor by the name of Reimar Banis, Dr. Banis. And uh, he was in Germany and he was treating a lot of women with mental, emotional sort of issues. And he was using... Bach flower remedies. Now we can find Bach flower remedies at just about any natural grocery store. And they're wonderful. They're homeopathic version of flowers. They're diluted versions of flowers. Okay. You're not getting the actual flower. You're getting the electromagnetic signatures associated with that flower that can create feelings of calm, um, feelings of energy, whatever it might be. He said, I got phenomenal results with these, but it seemed like two or three months later, the, the results were short-lived. The patients would be back and I would change up the, the little remedies, give more, they'd be happy for a while, but then they always seemed to come back. And it seemed like there was deeper issues that I wasn't able to reach. Mm -hmm. So he began a method where he started combining various uh, homeopathic ingredients and he came up with 28 formulas. So, you know, number eight was isolation, right? I mean, we got other ones where uh, suppressed feelings. Uh, we have other ones dealing with abandonment, um, uh, need to be loved, you know, show of strength where we're, we're tough on the outside, but inside we're just craving for good feelings. So he came up with 28 of these remedies, which he spent several years trying to, you know, through trial and error. And then uh, he started using them. Huge response. So much so that he, he got onto a, uh, program that was equivalent to uh, Oprah in Germany, mm -hmm. and it just kind of went wild. And so from there, uh, it went spread all throughout Europe. And then it was actually in the US about 10 years ago, and then the FDA actually pulled it and wouldn't let it come in. So a few years ago, Dr. Bannis and I got together and he says, we, we need to get this into America again. <laughs> and um, so we found a manufacturer here in the United States, amazing homeopathic manufacturer, uh, FDA approved facility. They could actually make pharmaceuticals in their facility, but they don't. They've chosen to do just homeopathics. And now we've bought the method back to the United States. And that's kind of a little history of how it works. Very cool. Very cool. Now, in terms of FDA, of course, because if something works, they want it. Or they or they block it. Just telling you guys that's how it is. And and Nick didn't say it, I said it. But point here is is when something works, we know 
you know, if the FDA doesn't want it, they want it for themselves. But let, let's talk a little bit about the the brand as, as a whole. Like, how do folks get in touch with your brand to to find it? Because I, I will be honest, I was trying to find things and I was I was not having luck. So you got to give me the scoop on what what did I miss in my my sleuthing? Um, you should be able to type in uh, the therapy line is called Ruby Med, R-U-B-I-M-E-D. So the spelling might throw you off a little bit. It's also been known as psychosomatic energetics okay. um, is another form that you would find. But you can go to my site at Privia Naturals. That's www.privianaturals.com. And that's designed. We're looking for two people. We're looking for practitioners who say this sounds amazing. I know my patients could need it, could use it, and I'd really like to use it. We, we want those sort of practitioners. And then for patients, they're like, I need help. Uh, this is something I want to try. You can go there. There's a big button that says, you know, tell us your story. You can book up an appointment and uh, we can chat with you and, and find a, a course of therapy. Like I said, it's about a year long. It's, it's not terribly expensive. We're not like going to a $10,000 seminar or a $5,000 seminar. So um, the year of therapy can bring huge changes for someone who's just needs a breakthrough. Awesome. So I'm intrigued. Now, folks can can go right to your website and 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 they can book. And, and what does what does the consultation look like? What does kind of give us the scoop? Like maybe someone kind of give us like the most common types of things you see in terms of conditions. Kind of give us a breakdown with that. Yeah. So typically at a consult, you would have four during the course of a year. Um, and then the remedies follow during the entire 12 to 15 months, essentially. Um, and the consults, we use a little device to kind of help us figure out which particular remedies that the person's going to test for. We can do this through Zoom. Uh, and then we just mail out the remedies directly. And then, of course, there's an interview. You know, and I talk to you about, you know, what are your symptoms? What's going on? What are you dealing with? When we talk about what can we really treat with this? Uh, we did a study back in about 2010, came out, of, it was published in the Swiss Holistic Medicine Journal, uh, 11 different medical centers, over a thousand patients had the ability to rank their therapy over 15 months. Excellent, good, satisfactory, or not good at all. 86.6% of the patients ranked their therapy as excellent, good, or satisfactory. And that study, they included everyone that, in, now I have to make sure, you know, I'm not, I'm not making claims, right? So we're sure. treating emotional sort of conditions, but they also complained of having anxiety, depression, headaches, infertility, um, skin issues, autoimmune disorders, chronic fatigue, a host of different complaints because Janine, what we have to realize, like the iceberg method, we only see what's happening at the top. A lot of my patients have been to 10 different doctors. Mm -hmm. They don't know what else to do. They've done the, the CT scans. They've done the MRIs. They've done all the lab work and the blood work. They've changed their diet. They're still struggling. That means that 80% of the iceberg that sits below is often something they haven't done. And that is usually something associated with the emotional health. Mm -hmm. And when you change that, you change that paradigm and you can relieve the body of some of the emotional baggage that it's sort of carrying, then the physical body all of a sudden has all this freed up energy and can actually fix what it's, what, what, what it's struggling with on the physical level. 
Right, right. Because I mean, ultimately, like I like I try to talk with folks a lot is the symptoms that we experience are the body signs that, that we are out of balance energetically as much as as we are physically, because the physicals are just the energetic, basically output, let's put it that way. Can can you talk to us a little bit about neuroenergetics a little bit? Because I think with put it this way when when folks i talk with folks about homeopathics and we're talking about energetic medicine and the energy of say you know a bok flower compared to energy of say chamomile or or i'm trying to think of all of the different homeopathics i have in my head you know rust talks or something like that you know i'm, I'm thinking for folks that are familiar apis that's one that a lot of folks know for bee stings when we're talking about the energetics and 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 folks take something in now, with your particular remedies, are they liquid? Are they pill form? And in, in like we're sucking on them, like like the traditional Boyerin or the Highlands types of tabs. Yeah, so they're liquid. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, what we do is the dosage is twelve drops twice a day. Okay. So we take, and they are all based in a little twenty percent alcohol base because that stabilizes the energetics of the whole thing. So people will get up in the morning; they'll take twelve drops of one. 12 drops of the other, and they put it in about six ounces of water, and then they drink the water twice okay. a day. So that's how these particular ones are taken. Okay. And in terms of compared to normal homeopathy, are we also avoiding food within a certain amount of time or coffee within a certain amount of time? Is there avoidance and things in terms of that? You know, everyone's got some different laws, different rules that they think apply or may not apply. I don't know which ones apply anymore. So I tell people, you know, just 10 minutes before food, 10 minutes after food, just have, you know, a clean palate to take it. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah, I mean, in school I was taught, like there was some crazy stuff we were taught in naturopath school around homeopathy. And it was like, I don't even know how to prescribe this to people because one, most of the population drinks coffee. So if they can't drink coffee around when they take a remedy, well, there's that. And then if they're mint in the toothpaste can interfere. I mean, it, it got to the point where I was like, I don't even, I can't do this. It's, it's too hard. And we just, we've just found with our particular remedies, they, they are extremely high dilution. So in the world of homeopathy, lower dilutions can make physical changes. The higher dilutions that you get, these work much more in an emotional, mental, mental sort of condition. So we find that anything that you're drinking, eating typically doesn't have any sort of a relation to the result of the therapy. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So now a lot of folks that are in, in my circles and might be listening to this podcast might've heard of NES and, and the NES systems where there's a scan and there's a voice um, where you, you say things and it, and it scans your voice and then determines your energetic pattern. And then you get your homeopathics with it. Are you familiar with this, this technology and this company? Yes, I, I am. I've not used it personally, but I have seen it among a host of other plethora of these similar type of devices. So I would love if you, if it's at all possible for you to explain the difference between your company and 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 these and NES and, and those types of things, because I think a lot of folks right now like NES is kind of hot. Yeah, a lot of people ask me about it a lot. So I don't have anything against these sort of companies or these devices. You know, um, we know that there's higher laws of physics that are involved that, that are creating some of these remedies. Um, we do it the old fashioned way by hand. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we take the raw materials in the facility. 
um, we go through the process of dilution and succussion where we shake them and then we redilute them and then we shake them some more. So these are all handmade uh, homeopathics according to the old way of doing things. So, and, and regulated in a very tight FDA facility. We're very confident that what you're getting is something that's taken some time. It's been laboriously treated and uh, is very effective. When you get some of these other systems, these other devices that create these, we call them imprinted remedies, right? Where we've imprinted some sort of energy. No one really knows how these devices really work. They may, you know, they may tell you, oh, it's doing this or it's, oh, it's doing that. But there's no way to scientifically prove that these devices are creating uh, remedies that are uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Do I doubt that they are? I, I couldn't tell you one way or another. I've seen some of them work, so I'm definitely not against it. But we know from the science of homeopathy that the studies have shown that it can activate basophils and even further, some of the quantum, uh, the laboratory imaging that was done with them, um, Gosh, it was done out of Russia. They can actually pinpoint and see under microscope what they call uh, quantum particles. Once the homeopathic has dried and all the water's evaporated, it leaves visible actual, they call them quantum particles because they didn't have another name for them. So we know that homeopathics do create something that's real. It's not just science yeah. fiction. <laughs> Thanks for that explanation. I know I kind of put you on the spot on that one. It's those kind of, it's just something that I want folks to kind of get the, the difference so that they understand what's going on between one medicine versus another, because the energetic imprints, like you were saying, those kind of things compared to actual herb that's been diluted to cost all of those different things. I mean, it, it is very different. Um, and I want to make sure I get that across to everyone. Now, I have another question for you in terms of the muscle testing, the kinesi, I think you called it kinesi. Yeah, kinesiology. Testing. Because muscle testing for me has been one of the hardest things that I've, I've, you know, the different finger ones, the put your arm out kind of one. I've struggled with it myself, and I would love to hear how you guys are doing that and, and how mm -hmm. you're working with folks online with it. So essentially what happens is I struggled with that. There's the Omora O-ring test. There's the push down. There's you know, all these different methods. I always found them really pretty difficult for me to kind of grasp until I was introduced to the German way of doing it. And they used what's called an arm length reflex test. And so essentially uh, I would sit across from, if we were in person, you and I would sit across face to face from each other. I would grab your wrists. Okay. So I'd be holding onto your wrists like this. Most of us have an even arm length, our thumbs will come up equal. And we found, yeah, give that a shot. <laughs> we found that if you take certain homeopathic remedies and you begin to place them on the person, um, and then you retest, if it causes a disresonance, there's a slight tensing in one of the shoulders and you'll go from an even arm length, thumb length to a slightly uneven thumb length. And this kind of clues us in, oh, so this is probably the remedy that we're looking for, or this is the disturbance that we seem to be uh, coming upon. So that method, for me, it worked really, really well because it just happened. It just happened. You could see the change physically in the body, whereas all these other ones, I'm like, did I, did I pull too hard? I pushed too much. This one, it was like, 
I could just put the remedy on the person and I almost didn't even have to touch them and I could see, oh yeah, there's a change for sure, biological change. So that's the method that we use. If we're doing it through Zoom, we use a self-testing. So essentially I use my own arm length to kind of come up with that sort of a, a diagnosis in that scenario. So so instead they're 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 not doing this, you're doing it on on your end and then putting the remedy on you and seeing how you're that's correct. Respond. That's oh. correct. Oh. It's not the ideal circumstance. The ideal circumstance is that you and I are sitting in front of each other or across from each other and we're doing the testing. But you know, in today's world, not everyone can travel to Boise, Idaho, where I am, right? Or to one of our practitioners that are doing this. So this other work, we found that it works just as well. Uh, you miss that sort of human interaction, but it's kind of the world we live in now. It is. And and I mean, honestly, that that's what I, I've started to realize is that when you connect with someone, even through Zoom, you still have you share energetics, right? We, we're sharing energetics right now. And so I, I do believe that those things are possible. Now, you know, of course, I'm super curious too in a consult, you know, obviously, I do have some practitioners that listen to my podcast. And so we'll get you here in a couple of minutes to talk about how how they can, you know, link up too with you because I know a lot of people will want to try working with us in their, in their practice too. For me, I'm, I'm very intrigued for mine as well. And so that's why I was asking about the zoom kind of how, how, how do you do these things? Um, where is I going with this? Oh yeah. <laughs> we teach practitioners how to do that, how to do this particular testing. And okay. it, they, they often they'll look at me like that was so easy. And I'm like, yeah, it's that easy. And you will get even better at it. The more you practice it, it's a skill. That's all that it is. Just like you went to learn how to put a needle in someone in a certain way, where to go. It was a skill that you learned. This is the same way. And the more you practice it, the better you get at it. Very cool. Very cool. So say someone wants to just contact you directly, wants to just do a direct consult. And and when you work with them, you're you're taking kind of what's going on, all of their experiences, things of that nature. And then at the end, do you is this when you do the consult with with finding the homeopathic or yeah or yeah we will we kind of do it clear throughout right so we'll do kind of a full scan where we we look at you know what are happening on the physical level all right what sort of organ systems may be out of balance um, what other sort of issues might be going on. And then we determined, all right, which combination of the Ruby Med products are we going to work on to really work with the subconscious? Plus, I want to hear, you know, what do you think is going on, right? Have you had some trauma? You know, how do you think they might be related to what you're experiencing physically? A lot of this is sometimes just people will be like, wow, I just, I didn't know that. I had, I'll give you a quick example. I was doing a podcast with a therapist here a couple of weeks ago, a really great therapist. And uh, she was talking about allergies and how she um, has, she can't get around tree nuts and she has all kinds of different allergies that happen. And I asked her, when, when did that happen? And, oh, it happened when I was, you know, 10, you know, 11 years old. And I said, what was going on at that time? She goes, that was the time my parents were divorcing. And I remember like one, four or five, just eating pistachios. They were just, you know, we, we ate. So I, so you never were, you were not always allergic to tree nuts. No, I wasn't. And I said, and you think right about that time, something changed. And she goes, oh my gosh, I never really put this together. And I said, it's quite likely that the trauma, the event of the, of your parents' divorce 
may or may not, of course, we can't pinpoint it exactly, been one of the factors that eventually caused an immuno immunological response manifesting as an allergy, but really driven by the underpinnings of the trauma associated at that time when you were young. And so now you're out there trying to get allergy shots. You're doing NAET, which are all great, which are all great. But what's might be the possible root cause of this could be an old emotional trauma that if you relieve that, then all of a sudden the physical just says, wow, I feel great. I don't have that same sort of stimulation that I had then. So that's kind of one example. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I'm like, so, okay. What about this? What about that? We'd be, I could probably hold you hostage for about four hours of asking <laughs> what, about this, what about that now. of course, And I probably have a story for each one too. <laughs> that's so, that's so cool. I mean, I probably, you know, I'm going to ask one because it's one of the ones that I think a lot of people struggle with in terms of, of skin. Mm. And and women and and yeast infections, gut skin. Do you have a story about that? Because I I want to mention that one just because yes, it resonates a little for me, but it also have a lot of females that it seems to show up at certain times in life and comes. Well, back. there can always be number one. I just I don't want to discount that there can always be. That's yeah, just a physical reaction, right? You always have to look at your environment. You know what kind of chemicals you've been exposed to. You know what sort of toxins may be exposed to. But if you've done all of that. Okay. And you're at the point you're like, you know, I got horrible psoriasis and it wasn't always this way or whatever it might be. I had a one patient, um, one time, uh, she was, uh, originally from Haiti and she was 15, 16, something. And she described being in a scenario where she was walking home from, from school and some guy grabbed her and he raped her. And uh, several things came about that. Number one, she did begin to get some psoriasis. She got some skin issues that she was always kind of picking at. Um, and of course, she had some depression. She had some anxiety. The, she also had OCD, washing her hands. She was, this lady was 60, by the, by the way. So this didn't just happen. She'd been dealing with this for, you know, 40 years, essentially. Um, and... Um, and, she, and when we start talking, she says, Nick, I know that when I came out of that, I felt dirty and I couldn't get clean. And I know that my washing of my hands is me trying to get clean. It's me trying to get clean from that particular event. And of course, she, you know, she's had some trouble beyond that. But all of this was this related to the skin issue. The skin uh, was related to the to the rape that she had when she was young. So that's just one little example of how some of these things happen. If you're getting chronic kidney infections, chronic yeast infections, sometimes that's biological, right? Could just be a change in environment. But oftentimes I find in those women, there's something, something going on emotionally between a, 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 a husband and a wife or a partner or something sexually that hasn't been right in the past will often manifest in those sort of feminine physical sort of symptoms like uh, like yeast infections and chronic UTIs and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks for touching on that. Those are things that, you know, a lot of women in, in, in my practice do deal with. And, and I like to think of it because 
you know, as an emotional component, because we're, we're not, obviously you guys, my, my big thing is we're not just our symptoms, right? There's so much more to it than, than that. And when something becomes chronic and you've been to all the doctors and all the specialists and everyone's like, you're fine. Nick's the guy you want to get in touch with. You, know? <laughs> you want to, you want to get a hold of some, some Ruby med products. So I'm I'm super intrigued and I'm looking forward to getting more education around the Ruby Med products and, and and allowing folks in my practice to kind of be exposed to it and and I need to get some training. So practitioner training. Let's go into that. How how do we do we go to Prevy Medic? Like is that the website? Like well, how do we yeah. do this? So if you're a practitioner and you're thinking, I've got to learn about this, the first thing you do is go to the website. Um, you can call our number directly. You can send us a, you fill out one of our forms. One, someone will probably myself will get in touch with you. Uh, typically we have trainings clear throughout the country. We'll find a local hotel. It, it usually depends on how many interested parties. Like if right now we're starting to generate a lot of interest on the East coast in the New York area. So we'll probably fly out there. We'll train 10, 15 practitioners, show them how to use everything, how to, how to order it, get it to their patients. We go through a lot of the philosophy behind the system. And then how do we prescribe the remedies, how we do the testing? Cause that's usually the one that people always want to know the most of. And, and, and you'll feel very confident by the time you leave. I think I can do this. And then we just let you go. Awesome. Awesome. We do, we do have a, we do have a, a three levels of training. So once you get through the first level, that's enough for you to get out and prescribe it. But then after a while, people will be like, gosh, I love this method so much. And they'll go to our level through two training and to our level three training. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. All right, folks. I will have that in my podcast notes at drjcrossnd.com. So Nick, of course, the big question from the beginning of the podcast, how's your son? What's going on? N my son is uh he's a great kid. So he's been all over the world. He's been to Ukraine for stem cells about a decade ago. He's been to India for very specialized homeopathics, uh, Mexico, lots of times, all the best doctors you're going to find here in the U S uh, he is 18 years old. Um, if you looked at him, you wouldn't know that he even had autism. He can ski down a black diamond. He can uh, ride a skateboard like a pro. Uh, he'll run three miles with me he still struggles with his communication. So the input is good. Like go dump the trash, go get ready for bed, brush your teeth and go. He's on it. But the ability to have a conversation is still a little bit of a struggle for him, but he's happy. Uh, he's wonderful. Best kid ever. Sounds like a great outcome. I'm ha I'm happy to hear that because I know so, pa so many parents will hear, you know, after certain things that happen with vaccines, they'll, they'll be crushed, right? And and oh. have no hope. And so I wanted you to end off the podcast on that so that folks could could hear that there is hope and it's definitely a better outcome than what the doc was saying at first. It's a struggle, no doubt. For And there's lots of parents now that are experiencing these sort of troubles in their kids. Um, don't give up. Don't, don't give up because there's a way, a way out. Your, your child may or may not completely recover. But the one thing I go to bed knowing is that I did everything that I could. I spent as I spent a lot of money, spent everything I had. I spent a lot of money on things that didn't work, <laughs> Janine. And that's okay. Because I knew the more that we tried, eventually things were going to work. And at the end of the day, you know, when I'm 80, you know, I'm not going to sit back and say, you know what? I wish I had bought a bigger house. 
you know, I wish I had worked more hours, right? But I, but I know that I'll be able to say, hey, I did everything for my kid during those really crucial years so that he could have the best life possible. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and that is, you know, what the takeaway that I want folks to to hear. And, and a lot of folks are going to resonate whether they have kids that they're trying to find a solution for, whether they're looking for their own mental health, emotional, you know, et cetera, solutions. Sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to getting some training and gosh, you're doing great things with Ruby Med. So let's recap for folks where they can find you, the website and Instagram, social media stuff. If you're on it anywhere, they can find you there. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at Privia Naturals, P-R-I-V-I-A naturals.com. We only launched three months ago. So we're still in the very beginning stages. Of course, the best place is the website, www.privia, P-R-I-V-I-A naturals with an S.com. You can get, you know, there's a lot of articles there. Our thousand person study is there. Uh, we, some of our books are there. So there's a lot of information. If someone can digest, if they want to really dig into this and learn how to use it as a practitioner or what they want to do as a patient, how they can, you know, go to the next level, for example, or fix that long-term chronic illness. That's really got emotional roots. It's, I mean, perfect. It's perfect. And, and I think I see it as a great adjunct or, or a side to a regular kind of functional medicine as you are working on some of the symptoms taking care of it, that, then you're working on the mental, emotional, spiritual side. It, it works well together. And I'm sure exactly. you see a lot of folks that do them both together all the time. Absolutely. Ah, oh, thanks, Nick. So I, I appreciate it. I love what you're doing and, and I'm looking forward to getting myself trained up and, and get you back on the podcast once I'm trained up a little bit. Let's do it. Sounds like fun. Deal. Hey, Health Junkies, are you feeling just off, feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey, I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to Dr. Spelled Out, J-K-R-A-U-S-E-N-D.com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule a chat, and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Head over to drjkrausnd.com and check it out now. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.